I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. I am so happy that you are here and I would love for you to take a quick second and click like and hit subscribe. It is so important to help this podcast continue. And if you love what you're hearing on the podcast, you can continue to get cool stuff. All you have to do is go to beufindhappy.com and join the movement. It's so great to have you on the BU Find Happy podcast. I know that you are doing incredible things. We share a common background in psychology, which is so fun. And I'm really looking forward to our conversation today about, you know, really how people can take their lives from average to great. Uh, Can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. And um, uh, yes, I I have a background in social service industry for 14 years. And uh, I thought that I kind of figured out my life and that I knew what my purpose was, which I think a lot of people think this. Um, I thought my purpose was to go to college, get good grades, graduate from college, get a good job. And by good job, I meaning a high paying job. And then, you know, buy two houses, a regular house, vacation house, and live happily ever after. And I accomplished all of that, but I, I, I wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied. There was something missing. Until in 2019, I found my calling, which was really to take my life from average to great. And basically what, what our mission is, uh, mission of, of, of Nita's Niche, which is my personal development company, is to help people live more authentically by getting to know themselves and, and really live more authentically where they are true to themselves and inspire moments of optimism in others that the future is bright, having the courage to face their fears and face challenges that life throws at them and uh, pretty much shift from feeling anxious and stressed and worried to feeling more pleasant emotions like happiness and joy and meaning and fulfillment. That's that's what, what it's all about. And I think that there are probably a lot of people, you know, over the course of the past year that have, you know, I like to say, and, you know, I had someone on the podcast recently that really kind of shared this in a beautiful way. It really is a pendulum, you know, and it really is like kind of a teeter totter. And there's going to be times where we're on the downside of the teeter totter and times when we're on the upside of the teeter totter. And, uh, I think in 2020, you know, people found themselves stuck on the downside quite a bit more than the fun upside. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. I, I, uh, especially after this pandemic, 70% of the emotions adults have been experiencing are unpleasant. And, um, you know, we are very good at, we know a lot of stuff, but not when it comes to 
managing our feelings and our emotions and knowing ourselves, which is a hard thing to do. I think Benjamin Franklin said it very well in Poor Richmond Almanac, that there are three things that are extremely hard, which is steel, diamond, and to know yourself. But it's one of those fundamental questions to have an answer, to know your strengths, your weaknesses, your values, your beliefs, your traits, you know. I totally agree. And I, and I love that Benjamin Franklin quote. Um, the other thing that I think you <laughs> really touch on in, in, in the work that you're doing is optimism and bravery. Yes. Yes. And I think that those are, I would describe them, right? People think of them as an, you know, an emotional state of being, but I really mm -hmm. think of them as kind of like tools in your toolbox. If you Absolutely. if you're feeling down and you can get to that space of being more optimistic relatively quickly, uh, then you're going to improve your chances of having a better day. Same thing with bravery. You know, if you can tap into that space of saying, I'm worthy, I'm capable, um, I can do this. You're going to have a better outcome than if you're like, oh, this is so hard. I don't know if I can pull myself out of this or I don't know if I can do this thing. Uh, talk a little bit about how you use those, um, and maybe you don't see them as tools, but tell me a little bit about how you use those and what, in the work you're doing. Yeah. Well, um, I've always been by nature overly optimistic and sometimes there are pros and cons to be overly optimistic. Uh, but, uh, that's, you know, to increase your resilience, really, you kind of need to increase your optimism and, um, I think uh, there's this great quote by Marcus Aurelius, the Roman Empire philosopher, that says, life is what our thoughts make it. So if you look at the life in a positive lens, you're, you know, you, and if you look at challenges and problems more, if you look at the problems as challenges, you tend to kind of figure out the causes of the problem and come up with solutions. But if you look at things as as problems as as a threat, then you do two things. You either run away or you fight it. And uh, that's where optimism, and I agree with you, optimism is a, a very important tool. Um, it, the way you, if you see yourself in a positive light and you think about yourself in a positive light, that will determine the kind of goals that you set, uh, the level of effort, persistence, resilience you give, and studies have shown that optimism, people who are more optimistic, you know, that that doesn't mean that you believe that, the, you know, life is perfect and you ignore hardships and problems. No, but you kind of believe that the future is bright and you keep your eyes on the prize. So, yeah, definitely optimism is the, a great tool to have. <laughs> I, I got to be honest, there's been so many times in the course of the last, you know, year, year and a half that, um, well, I guess year and a, gosh, it feels like a year and a half, year and a month, <laughs> coming on a year now with the pandemic that I felt uh, those kind of spikes of, you know, negativity and, and kind of that sort of, oh, no, everything is crumbling and, you know, have really had to embrace it for a minute. Like, I, I really think that it's okay to allow ourselves to feel that because, it, you know, the triggers are clues to our own stuff, the stuff that we need to work on. And if we can kind of look at that and, and sit with it for a minute, we can usually dissect what is causing us the angst. And then we can really shift and make some changes. So I encourage people, you know, don't just 
don't just blow by it and say, you know, it, it doesn't always have to be a buck up. You don't always have to just say, oh, you know what? I can't feel what I'm feeling because it's a bad state of mind. Explore that bad state of mind and see what comes up for you within it. I mean, there might be some really good insights like, wow, you know, it's when I'm around this this person that I'm pulled into that negative mindset, or it's when I'm at this job that I'm in this negative mindset or whatever it might be. So that's actually a really good place to explore. And then from there, you can start working on how either you can stay in that environment and become more optimistic or sit within whatever's happening and become more optimistic in that way. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think uh, we are, we are very good at, a lot of things, but not when it comes to identifying and understanding our feelings. And I was uh, this way for a long time. And especially now with this pandemic, I mean, it's, you know, someone who, you see, originally I am from Kosovo. It's a small country in southeastern Europe. And I came to United States as a refugee from war. So this pandemic uh, kind of reminds me of, of, of a war situation that there's a threat. It's an invisible threat. And obviously there's a, a, a great deal. We've been, we've been locked for, I don't know, since March. What it has been how many months? I don't even know now. Where, uh, where are you located? I'm in New York. So since March, that's oh boy. more than half a year. And where did you and, come from? What, what country did you come from? Yes, I came from Kosovo, which is a uh, it's a small state in southeastern Europe. And this was in 1999. There was a, a war that started in my native country. So I immigrated to the United States in 1999. And um, obviously, I, uh, I, I faced a lot of challenges and difficulties, but uh, that definitely builds resilience. And um, that's also the kind of work that I do too, to build, to build optimism and, and people's resilience. But uh, what I was trying to say is that there's a great deal of anxiety and uncertainty, understandably so. You know, we have this invisible threat and we, we still don't know a lot of things. So it's very, very understandable for people to feel anxious and, um, and uh, but but there is hope. Hopefully, uh, I think working on yourself, especially identifying and understanding your feelings, uh, understanding why you're anxious, why you're angry, why you're stressed. It's very important uh, when it comes to basic. There is a reason behind every emotion. As you know, when you're anxious, it's because we're worrying about an outcome that we're not certain of. When we are angry, it's because we've we've experienced some kind of injustice. Or when we are stressed, which a lot of people are experiencing these days, it's too many demands are being made on us and we don't have enough resources. When we are pressured, it's something is at stake and uh, it, it depends on our behavior. So it's very important for for us to identify, understand our feelings, and use use certain thinking strategies to shift from feeling anxious, stressed, worried, overwhelmed, to feeling more happy, confident, and excited.
And so when you're working with people, especially lately, what, what yes. is, what is like their most common angst? Like what is their most common woe that you, that you hear people are struggling with? It's, it's, it's definitely in feelings because we tend to think that we are very rational and logical and that we are in charge of our emotion, of our decisions and choices, but not so much. And, um, when people start getting in touch with uh, pretty much who they are, their strengths, their weaknesses, their traits, their emotional pattern, that's where they get like, oh, my God, now I get it. It's like a light bulb that goes on and, and it's, it's, it's they're almost like reborn. And um, and they really make that shift from feeling anxious, stressed, worried or overwhelmed to feeling more excited and happy because they now they know who they are they well a, a lot of self-knowledge obviously is 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 not accessible because it's stored in our unconscious mind which is like a vast like a supercomputer compared to the conscious mind but but uh i think to shift from to identify and understanding your feelings is fundamental is crucial and also getting an answer to who i am is fundamental that's my belief and so how how do people start to explore the idea that of who they are? I mean, I think we get into these narratives that, you know, have been kind of placed on us by others around us, you know, um, whether it's, you know, I'm. I'm a stay-at-home mom, um, or, you know, I'm an accountant because my parents were accountants and we have a long line of accountants or whatever. How can people start to explore who they are? Yes, well, these days, there, thankfully, there are so many psychosocial assessments that they can take. It could be uh, the most popular psychological assessment, Myers-Brick. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, asking, asking family members, uh, friends, acquaintances. Uh, there is also a 360 feedback uh, from the employer that you can get. Collect as much information as you can about, about yourself. You know, ask your family and your friends, you know, what do you think my three top strengths and three top weaknesses? are. And then I also believe in these psychosocial assessments. They are very uh, credible assessments. They can really tell you what kind of personality type you are, how you see the world, how you interact the world. So that's uh, one step that I highly recommend. To And uh, uh, mindfulness, I definitely encourage practicing mindfulness. Many studies have shown these days that uh, those who practice mindfulness daily are more self-accepting. They're really getting thoughts and their feelings and how these and begin to understand where these feelings and thoughts come and how they influence their choices and decisions. And um, also pursue interests that will fill you through classes, volunteering. Not only you will feel more productive, more motivated, but you will begin to uh, kind of align your values and beliefs to who you really are. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that that's good. And I think values taps into it a lot. I mean, I, I think a lot of people, you know, haven't really explored what their values are very specifically, you know, what, what comes up for me when I think about values. Well, I think about family, I think, you know, and, and then once you kind of have this idea of, 
what your core values are, what is most important to you, then you can start making, making decisions with that in mind rather than making decisions ad hoc. You're, you're kind of coming from a heart center space, which I think is so much more effective and powerful, um, to leading to, our, you know, the happiness outcome, <laughs> um, because Absolutely. we're coming from an inner place rather than an external place. And I do think that we tend to, um, make a lot of decisions on the fly because of things that we, um, are being thrown at, you know, are being thrown at us. And I've seen this a lot in 2020 and I've really had to tap into know what sits good with me, what feels right inside of me. Um, ignoring all of the messaging from other places and saying, no, what do I feel? What, what am I feeling inside of me that feels right or feels wrong? And it's such a, it's such an empowering way to live when, you know, you're living from that space of your authentic truth. And I, you know, have been living by the mantra that I reserve the right to change my mind when presented with new information. Um, because I don't think that we have to say, this is it. This is what I believe. And this is how I feel. And that's that. Um, I think that we can shift, uh, but it needs, when we shift, it should come from what, what we're the taps that we're receiving inside of our heart. Yes, actually, the, it just reminds me uh, of this quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson, who says mm. that to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. And in today's society, it's very hard because it's it's all about fitting in, pleasing other people. And the worry is more about, you know, how do I look versus who I am? But the, despite the social pressures, I, I strongly believe that you can be yourself. And uh, it, it really starts with because if you, you know, now someone might say, well, why, why, why? Why do I have to be authentic? Why just not put on different faces around different people and change my personality based on context? But uh, no matter how well you may cover the real you, even from your own self, something inside will never sit still. And um, it, it, I know that from personal experience because I was living the narrative that was uh, that was encouraged. Oh, this is the path. This is what you're supposed to do. This is just go along and you'll be happy and live, you know, be happy and fulfilled. But, but that, that was not the case. And uh, yeah, so I definitely agree with what you just said. Yeah. Um, and, and so where can people kind of get in touch with you? How can they connect with you if they want to start living a better life and just and experiencing more happiness? Absolutely. Uh, well, there, I have, um, a page on uh, Instagram profiles. So it's Nita's Niche. I have Facebook. Uh, the website is nitasniche.com. Uh, if, if I need to spell that, it would be N-I-T-A-N-I-C-H-E.com. And uh, also Twitter. So pretty much the main social platforms, social media, which is uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and yeah, that's it. Um, that, and and so, how do you work with people? What is what what can they expect in the beginning? Yes, well, in the beginning, we really start talking about the most important parts of our lives. There, we have so many parts. It's like uh, family and community and work and business and health and and so we kind of prioritize what are the three most important parts of your life. So. For someone, it could be family, work, and community. For others, it could be health, 
business and uh, uh, something else. So once we identify the three most important parts of our lives, then we start kind of exploring what are your interests and what are your passions. And um, but really at the core of all of this is purpose, because I think I believe that when you have a clear life purpose, you kind of really it's like a GPS in life. You know where you're heading and you dedicate your time and energy and resources in a clear, specific direction. And as a result, it gives you motivation, zest and reason to wake up every morning. Um, so we kind of try to figure out that. What is the purpose? What is the work purpose? What is the purpose? So, for example, in my case, I knew what my purpose was as a mother, which was to be the best parent I can be to my three children. But when it came to work, it was initially it was a job and it was a small then it became a small career but it was never a calling and i always had this inner voice that that was saying this is not it this is not it so that's why i wasn't content i wasn't satisfied i had i kind of knew the purpose in other areas but not when it came to work so yeah it's definitely very important so my my approach is to really have a clear life purpose, purpose at home or purpose at work or purpose in community, whatever three most important parts are. And so that kind of helps people tap into it. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing a little bit about, you know, how people can tap into some of these fabulous tools and uh, live a much happier, more authentic life. Thank you for having me. And it was my honor to be on your podcast. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.